hello and welcome to Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. If your dream is to start a business or nonprofit or grow your existing enterprise, then Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is ready to help make that happen. Our business, marketing, and technology consulting services get you started with financial projections, management consulting, business planning, accounting, and taxes, developing marketing plans and implementing them, growing your marketing through branding, website development, and social media management, increasing productivity with process improvement and automation, and selecting and using the right technology with our business technology strategy consulting and Zoho customization and implementation services. I'm Mike Salmon, but the real star of the show is Jennifer Roos, the president and CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Jennifer, take it away. I'd like to introduce our guest, and this is Christina Webb. She's the founder and CEO of Pulpunzel Box. Pulpunzel Box was started in 2016 as a niche surprise subscription box, and we will get into what that all means in a few minutes. She began creating subscription boxes before it became a popular form of sales as a new creative marketing tool. This marketing and sales tool has helped her grow to over 1,200 boxes a year plus in what is considered a very niche marketplace of what she works within. So unlike many providers, she actually has a quarterly themed box, but we're going to get into a little bit about that. So I'd like to thank you for coming on, Christina. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Okay, so for everybody who doesn't know what the subscription space is or the subscription box, now subscription e-commerce market has actually grown more than 100% year over year the past five years with the largest retailers generating close to $2.6 billion in sales just in 2016. Now it's north of $5 billion of sales. So this was up from just a $57 million space in 2011. So when she started, it was still at the very start of what she was doing. E-commerce subscribers, their target market is generally around 25 to 44 years old, um, have incomes around 50,000 to 100,000. And ironically, most statistics say these days that it is a U.S. based space, but ironically her box goes global. She ships everywhere in the world, literally. Um, 15% of online shoppers have actually signed up for one or more subscription boxes this year alone. So Christina, you want to tell me a little bit why you chose subscription boxing, how you came about it in 2016? So in 2016, um, I started a little hobby called Pole Fitness. And um, I needed, I wanted to lose a little, a little bit of weight, and um, you know, make get a little more healthy. So um, I saw this exercise that was going around, kind of like yoga studios. It was pole fitness, um, and I signed up for my first class, and then I became addicted ever since. Um, so what it is, it's basically pole dancing, but they they turned it into a form of exercise. So you can go in, and, and it it's strength training with the pole. Um, and I found it to be super fun and super exciting. And I, I went every day. And um, it started off with um, I wanted to make fun tank tops for myself because I loved going to class. And um, people wore like fun outfits and stuff like that. So I started making um, f- tank tops with funny sayings for myself. Like, um, I only dance if vodka is involved and stuff like that. Because I'm pretty shy <laughs> and I like to wear the tank tops during class. Um, and it's great because you can, you can do the whole thing with the lights off, which is awesome. But um, So I started doing these tank tops, and the girls in the class would be like, where'd you get that tank top? I want that tank top. And I said, I made it myself. Um, I, I, used, like, I just designed the graphic, and I went to an online vendor and got it printed and just started wearing them. 
Um, that turned into a Shopify store for just tank tops. So then I started drop shipping tank tops to customers. And then I said to myself, you know, subscription boxes are pretty popular, or they were just starting to come out at that time. Um, I'm, I'm a video game nerd, and I heard about Loot Crate. Loot Crate was, was the big uh, subscription box in the video game uh, sphere of, of subscription boxes. So um, I said to myself, you know, why is there no subscription box for pole dancers and pole fitness? Like, I see studios popping up everywhere, but the, the online space for, for retail for this hobby was, was almost non-existent. Yep. So um, I started with um, researching how to start a subscription box. I used a, um, a, a website that had all these uh, articles on how to, where to source your products, how to ship your boxes, what size boxes you need and stuff like that. Um, and I was pretty much working on it around the clock from, from, I had a day job, but then after my day job, I would get home at five and I'd be like teaching myself from 5 p.m. to like four o'clock in the morning how to run a subscription <laughs> box. So <laughs> so once, once I kind of had a handle on it, um, I set up my backend system through another Shopify store and used some apps to um, use a subscription uh, payment processor. Okay. And then I bought a bunch of products, created a, f um, a mock-up box of what I think uh, my box will look like in the future, took a picture of that, and started opening up subscriptions. And then I limited it to only about 50 subscribers. Um, so there was, I had an, a previous email list with the tank top shop. So then I sent out an email to the tank top shop email list saying, hey, I have a box coming out. And let me know if you're interested. And I did have 50 signups right away, and then I shut it out because I knew that I would be packing all of these myself. Um, <laughs> so before we go any further, so what do you mean by packing all these? What do you have in these boxes? I know that's a surprise box, so you're not going <laughs> to tell people exactly what you have in here. But what kind of items, like how did you come about those items? You said you, you did a lot of research on sourcing product. One of the things w that my listeners really, un you know, in any retail or any kind of product space at all, one of the biggest issues that people have is dealing with other vendors. Yes. It's actually bringing in the right vendors that will will help to promote your business, right? And help keep you in line. So dealing with the vendors, what's going on there? Like, I, tell me a little bit about how you came about your vendors, what kind of situations you've had with them, good or bad. You know, what brings it to the box? And what do you do with those? How, how do you help those vendors in return? So... When, with my first box, I actually started out making all the, the items myself. So I had this little vinyl cutting machine called a Cricut, and I would buy blank bags and blank mugs and blank cups and stuff like that, and I would print out the vinyl on the machine, slap them on the product, and then ship them out in the box. And then once I realized, once I started hitting a 100 subscribers or 200 subscribers, uh, I needed, I couldn't make all of those items myself. But what comes in the box is about five to seven items. I usually ship it a full outfit, so a tank top and booty shorts <laughs> um, with, with every box. Um, and I started looking for vendors in, in pole fitness that were making booty shorts. So there was this one vendor that was globally known. I hit them up first, and I already had wholesale accounts with a lot of these vendors with my tank top shop because I was selling the tank tops and then I hit up bottoms vendors uh, for wholesale and to start selling those on that tank top website. And then um, once I got the 50 subscribers, I went to those wholesale sites and I bought the 50 pairs of bottoms and then I started going that way. Um, and then it started out with going to different bottom vendors and because I wanted it to be um, a community-based box where in, uh, more community than competition. Okay. So it would be more, 
um, you have a pole business, I have a pole business, let's work together, let's put your products in my box, I ship worldwide. It, the benefit for a vendor is that they get to have their product in the hands of hundreds of people that wouldn't normally buy their product across the world. I have customers in Dubai, Australia, Ireland, uh, Russia, so I have customers everywhere, and it puts your product or their product in front of these people um, that wouldn't even know, might not know about the product. Um, and then in each box, I have a postcard listing uh, the description of the product, where you can buy more of that product, and linking back to the vendor's website. So the kind of products you have in there, you see, I, I know it's a niche market, but I know that some of your other vendors aren't necessarily part of that niche market. So are there other types of things that you accept in the box? Um, yes. Yeah, so, um, so I usually do, I start off with five to seven items. The first two main items is usually a tank top and bottoms, and then the, the other three to four items is like um, little handbags, little grips, bath products, uh, like bath bombs, because uh, girls, they're pretty sore after a class, so um, those are pr those are pretty big. Um, recently, I've done pins and uh, phone grips because all the girls like to, oh, girls and guys like to uh, film themselves with their phones and post on Instagram like their their poll progress. So I would I would take that in mind too. So I do um, phone cases, phone phone grips. Um, it's basically figuring out what I needed as a pole dancer and putting that out into the into into my boxes okay and as far as um, vendor relations with these dealing that this is a, a niche market how what have you learned from starting this business about vendor relations um so i've had some situations where um i have a quarterly box where i try to ship every three months um i do get all my my items for the box custom made um, and sometimes these vendors haven't been able to deliver on time which has <laughs> kind of delayed my shipping process and then it will delay the months that I'm supposed to be shipping because if I'm on a three month rolling, um, if they're late, then everything else is late as well. So I have had situations where some vendors have not been on time, even though I've told them deadlines and, and stuff like that. But moving forward, I, I know from trial and error now that I need some contracts in place to make sure that that vendors are on time with some of these items. So that's been the biggest issue that I've had is when I rely on other vendors, they're not on time with production. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a common issue for a lot of pe people. It's not just a question of uh, any other retailer or e-commerce or technology company for that matter. I mean, you're reliant on specific people, specific groups getting you information or getting you product or services or technology that'll help you get to where you had made your promise to begin with to the customer. And at the end of the day, the person who has to deal with the customer is the one who gets slapped for a lot of a better term. Right, yeah. Like so customer service you I know, get the gets brunt blown of up. It. Yeah, I get the brunt of it even though um, I've had everything planned and ordered um, just things don't arrive on time, and I'm the, I'm also the one packing all of the boxes myself. I can pack about a hundred in a day, so I try to give deadlines of I, I need to ship. I promise four boxes in a year. So yeah. and our our winter box, I try to get out a little bit earlier so people get it before Christmas because since I ship worldwide, it can take up to three weeks for my box to get to someone in Canada or Ireland or or England. So I need to, to think ahead about those things. So when a vendor is late, it actually, it, 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 it snowballs everything into, a, a, that, that's my biggest problem. 
Well, it, I mean, I know that one of the other things about your product, which makes it a little bit more unique too, is that every single box is completely custom and completely themed to the box. Yes. And it's a totally different theme every time. It's, it's a so. totally different theme every time. Um, and I curate what, what is in the box for that theme. So I've, my upcoming box is a galaxy theme. I can't get into it right now because it's a surprise. But um, my summer box was mermaid themed. So I had um, uh, pole dance, I had um, giant towels for, for pole dancers. And then I had um, summer shorts and mermaid shirt shorts. So the shorts had like mermaid scales <laughs> on it. And the tank tops had starfish over the, the <laughs> Areas. The <laughs> chest area. <laughs> so, so everyone who got the summer box while they pull can pretend that they're a mermaid. And um, my fall box for, for Halloween was a superhero box where um, I turned everyone into superheroes. So everyone in the box got a mask and a cape and um, uh, booty shorts. And then each tank top was themed uh, as a superhero, but each superhero was based off of a pull move. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so like, um, there's a pole move called Wild Eagle. So Wild Eagle was the blue and red superhero. So everyone got a blue and red cape, blue and red tank top, blue and red leg warmers uh, in that box. And then, um, so, and then there was there's also a move called the Jade Split. So I turned that into a superhero called Jade Fury, and that was orange and green. So the tank tops were orange and green. Uh, the leg warmers were orange and green, and, and the cape and mask were orange and green, so everyone can be a superhero on the pole. So, <laughs> so yeah, each each box is a curated experience. So my box is a little bit different than, per se, like a box like FabFitFun or Ipsy, where those products are coming in from other vendors for free as a marketing tool. I go in and I actually curate and buy the products based off of the theme that I'm having that, that season. Well, by doing that, I mean, you're taking a big chance on on the margins, right? Yes. So at the very beginning, did you have any issues with understanding <laughs> that? Considering this is a whole new, you know, you're going into business for the first time. Yes. You're an entrepreneur. One of the biggest things that entrepreneurs forget to do is is actually figure out the cost of goods sold. Yes. So they're selling at a price that they think is good for the market, but then they're curating the products that they're selling. and they're paying the customers to buy from them. That's exactly so. what happened with my first box. Um, <laughs> I did undercharge, because honestly, I didn't know until I had tr rolling boxes to, to figure out how much I wanted to spend. And, and when you, I've never been in the subscription box space before, so I, I didn't know, and I didn't set up spreadsheets. I have all of that set up now, so I know exactly <laughs> what I need to spend. Um, and also, um, my first box, I did lose lose money because I I charged too little, and then I offered high discounts. And then wow. by 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 that point, um, when it came to buy the products for the box, I realized you know I didn't have enough for five to seven items. So I actually like laid out my own money to to put more items into <laughs> the box because um, that was a little bit of a trial and error. I grandfathered those people into that price, but I raised the price up for the next hundred people and then the next two hundred people because I couldn't. Um, the people that were subscribed at the first mm -hmm. price, I couldn't exactly email them and be like, hey, this is going up a little bit higher. I just <laughs> Not left them. Not a little bit, a lot yeah. higher. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, and also, it was, it's one of the higher uh, cost subscription boxes at the time because, like I said, I wasn't getting free product from other vendors. I was sourcing all the product myself where I couldn't, if I was getting free product from vendors, I would have been able to make it a lot cheaper. Mm -hmm. But like you have FabFitFun, I don't know how much the box costs, but they have like a $250 um, retail value in the box, but you're only paying like 
$30, I physically can't do that unless people are giving me product for free. Yeah. I know your box is at what price point now? Um, right now it's at sixty five ninety five. Okay. I, and you'd still get the, you get theme product and you get the source product. So this is all original stuff. So the cool part is that nobody else out there can get it unless they have the box and you don't right. tell anybody what it is. So nobody knows what you're going to get. They know what the theme is, but they don't know what they're getting inside the box. Um, and I try to have the retail value of everything in the box over a hundred dollars. Okay. Um, but it, it's, it's very difficult when you have custom curated items. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything custom is going to be on the higher side right. of the scale anyway. Right. Because you're I've you're learned that it. too. <laughs> yeah. I've learned that too. Because I, once I stopped making the items myself, I, when I had to go get custom, you need a certain volume in order to get those very good discounts. And I wasn't, mm -hmm. I didn't have that volume yet um, where you need, yeah, you need a lot. The more you have, the cheaper the product is. So I was still paying high pr cost for items. Yeah. Well, I mean, because again, it when you anytime you source a product, it's about volume and right. the quantity, and the, and as the volume goes up, the price point goes down uh, from a wholesale standpoint. Right. So, I wasn't quite hitting those yet until kind of fairly recently. Yeah. So if, as far as getting the the product out there, I mean, how are you getting in front of people? Um. So, pole dancing and pole fitness has this kind of community on Instagram where everyone has their own separate poll account where they post their progress because you start as a baby poller and you can go up to, to level four, five, six. Um, that's when you start going upside down and, and those types of things. Um, and girls and, and, and guys like to post their, their progress on Instagram. So I started off with Facebook ads with also Instagram ads. And that was also a brand new experience for me as well. And I so learned what real you, quick. Yeah. <laughs> what did you learn on that one? Because um, I know a lot of people like start out on those spaces and, you know. I just threw money. I threw, <laughs> I, I was I was doing my nine to five job and whatever money I was getting from my nine to five job, I was filling in with, with Facebook ads and, and I was accidentally starting out about $500 a month on Facebook <laughs> ads. But I was building up my email list. I was able to build yeah. up my email list by thousands with that. Um, and. The subscription box space, when you start a subscription box, you should start off with building an email list first. And then whatever you have on your email list should translate to 10% in sales. Yeah. Um, that's usually what happens. So I was building up the email list first. Um, and the Facebook ads was helping me build up the email list, but not necessarily getting me sales until I sent out emails to that email list. So it kind of worked out a little bit towards the end where I was able to hit my goal, my sub subscriber goal each box because I would increase the subscriber go goal by 100 each each box just to see what I can handle on myself because I had to, to get the boxes, fold the boxes, pack the boxes. And then what's different about this box is that there's two sizes that I have to worry about for each box. So I can't just assembly line the box. I have yeah. to go in. Explain that to, to everybody because I know that one of the things that makes you injured because you're not necessarily the normal box right you're very custom and this is for fitness so it's not people who are size zero or one two three four five right it's actually people who have awkward sizes all the way up to 3x right i i'm currently um i try to cater to um extra extra small to extra 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 large and that's those are the bottom sizes and then the tank top sizes so i'll have some subscribers or subscribers that are a small top large bottoms. So I have to make sure that combination gets packed in the box, which is why I end up packing them myself. Um, and it does take a little bit, a little bit longer. But if I did not have that customization, it would be so easy. Because <laughs> like, I, I, 
I have like this little Dymo printer and I'll print out all the shipping labels and on the shipping label, it'll, I, I make sure to have what they ordered. So like size small, medium, whatever. Um, I'll grab a shipping label, grab a box, fill the, fill the box with whatever it says on the shipping label, slap uh, a seal on the box, put the box in a bag because I don't want um, all these boxes on people's doorstep that say, I'm a pole dancer. Some, <laughs> some people like to keep that secret. So it's putting everything in a box, sealing the box, putting the box in a bag, and then slapping the label on the bag hundreds of times. for Well, for thousands a, of times yeah, now, right? Now it's, it, yeah, <laughs> um, over, over the course of the year, it's a lot of boxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that one of the things that you've been talking to me about is that you're almost at a point to, and at a volume where you're going and doing fulfillment centers. Yes. And so. you're looking at other ways to, to take away from all of the, that daily pieces so that you can continue to grow the, the company as a whole. Right, so I think um, what had happened was I did grow a little bit too 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 much too fast, and um, I do now I am looking for help for fulfillment and and those types of things to to help with with the packing of the boxes. But I still I'm a little bit of a control freak. I still <laughs> like to do everything myself because it's it's so unique in these different sizes and everything that I I try I really do try to make the customer happy, and um, I think my little personalization touches I think people really appreciate that but I really want a fulfillment service <laughs> well I mean you you've already started stepping away from some of the things that you did on your own in the past yes um, you have marketing person in you yes. have customer service in I mean you have I had been doing all of that my, myself up until kind of fairly recently um, when when you own a business like this you you do the things that you don't normally want to do because no one else can do them well, it's not just you. Every everybody who starts up, we all do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, and Mike can even attest to this one. I mean, it, you're the salesperson. You're the janitor. You're right. You're the person making the. You're the customer service person. You're, yeah. There, there was. You're a the point. CEO. You're the tax person. I'm the one updating the products, ordering the products, making sure the customers are okay, updating the Shopify, uh, doing the marketing, upgrading the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, doing the Facebook ads, doing. Um, the email marketing and then yeah it, it took a while for me to um, let my baby go I guess <laughs> you would say and and start um, trusting other people with these things it, it took a while well that, that's not uncommon though I mean from any entrepreneur or startup I mean this is your baby it's you started this this is your idea this is your customers and at the end of the day you want to make sure that all your customers are happy with you Right. And are happy with the products you're providing, especially because of how much thought you specifically put into the customization of all of the products that they get, yes. which is, I said, very unique because usually these other boxes, even if they're surprise boxes, right, mm -hmm. are a bunch of products that they basically, they tell them what kind, but they throw in whatever's made. Right. And they don't go there and design the layouts and the pictures and the themes. And right. I mean, this is the coloration, the smells, everything is designed by you. I think about every little thing in this box. And um, when you have, like you said, like those makeup subscription boxes, there's no theme. It's just pro products being thrown at that company to just throw into a box. And it's usually samples or products that are about to come out and, and, and smaller versions of the, of, of the big products that are in the store. Um, just to, it's, it's just basically, like a, a Costco box where you go in and you sample the food. Um, and it's just to get people uh, their hands on those products. For me, I think about it more of 
what is this going to look like when a whole group of girls is wearing the outfits and stuff like that? What is this going to look like when they're wearing it in the pole studio or, or when they're film, filming themselves for their Instagram at home? Because a lot of girls uh, have their own, a lot of pole dancers, sorry, I keep saying girls, but, but there's, there's, a, there's a good amount of, of men who do this as well. Um, they have their own poles in their house and they learn that way because there's tutorials online that people will grab. Yeah. Um, so I think about how it will look in marketing as well and how it looks together because I'm also the photographer as well because I do photography on the side um, and I photograph all the products and I photograph the boxes together um, and I do all my product photography and I'm like how is that going to look together in a box yeah and I know that I've, I've seen some of the boxes and I mean they're not sample products I mean most no, of the stuff is full size I mean you're getting the full size they're product they're full products yeah they are I, I'll work with companies or I'll, I'll get things made that are actually full legit products yeah, and I know th I, we were just, um, I was introduced to a couple of your vendors, and I've, I've helped look at a few of the other vendors as well. And it's interesting the, the relationships you have with these vendors, too, because you are supplying them this huge marketing opportunity. Yes. And not just from a standpoint of putting their name out there to people they wouldn't normally have, but you're giving them the opportunity to put any kind of advertising, too, of their own into your box. Yes, because like I said, I started this off with the with the idea of I wanted to build up the community, the pole fitness, pole dancing community, and with all the vendors working together in, with um, not competition, more of, more of a community thing. And, and that's why I love promoting other brands and other products in the box. And I tell companies all the time, if you want to promote your product, just send me uh, a certain number of postcards and as I'm packing I'll put postcards I'll put your postcard into the box um, like I said with also with all the things that I need to do on on the list of everything uh, that I need to do as well is I, I'm trying to come up with a marketing plan that I could show vendors and be like why does this and tell them how and why it, it's beneficial for them to be in this box and then start charging people for advertisements in my box yeah I know right now um, you had you had shown me some of that the numbers that some of the the vendors have given you as far as their growth because of putting their product in your box right I've had um, I've had um, a couple of vendors who who've put their postcards in my box with a certain with a Punzel code and they've come back and they've told me like sometimes their sales are overwhelming and and now they need to, sh to pause their business because they have too many sales because of what I I've been directing people to yeah, so I mean that's always a great thing if you're yeah. trying to grow your business. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just it's been like like you said when you're doing everything yourself. I am a little burnt out at the moment, but <laughs> I'm starting to hire out for the things that I just don't want to do anymore. Yeah, I mean we were talking about it, right? As an entrepreneur, you have the the best day and worst day at the same day scenario right. and you you've got the to let go of things and you've got to look at what's taking all the time that is stopping you from from growing the business right and, and I'm, I was also doing my nine-to-five job as well as this on the uh, this on the side because with the nine-to-five job I'll get health insurance and <laughs> and social interaction <laughs> which is nice because I realized doing my own business when I'm when I'm not doing that nine-to-five I kind of go a little bit stir-crazy because I'm <laughs> I'm doing everything alone in my house <laughs> so um, I do love having a nine-to-five job as well uh, just for extra benefits but then, like I said, having having this and then running a whole business, people don't know that I'm only one person doing this business because the
the way that I have my website set up and everything, it looks like a company. It looks like a team of people. Well, it is a company. Well, I mean, yeah, it looks, it, it's a company, but I mean, it looks like a whole team of people are working well, on this. It's starting to be now. It's starting to be, yeah. It's starting to be a team of people as, 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 as I have gotten help from, from you. <laughs> well, and you are directing me because I have, like I said, I started this business and it grew so quickly, so fast that I didn't even have time to think about finances. I didn't have time to think about taxes. I didn't have time to think about uh, vendor, correct vendor relationships. I've just kind of been winging it and going by trial and error. And um, it's bit me in the butt a, a couple <laughs> of times. And um, I, if I, if I wrote a blog post about every horrible thing that has happened to me within the three years it would be it would turn into a really awesome book but um <laughs> like i've had vendors send me i've got like um when when there's pole dancing you have a grip um like either a liquid or chalk or some type of grip you use in your hands so you can help grip the pole and i've gotten my own grip made um <laughs> and when i did that the vendor didn't seal any of the bottles oh, so no. i ordered hundreds and hundreds of these bottles and half of them exploded and leaked out during shipping and every bottle was covered in white liquid chalk and I had to go in and grab each bottle with the toothbrush dip the toothbrush in a, in a glass with soap and water and brush all these bottles to clean them before I could ship them out so and then um, there was a time I had an issue with a tank top vendor where I wanted white tank tops with gold lettering foil gold Something happened and he didn't have enough time to finish anything and he just, he banged out these tank tops and handed them to me and it wasn't gold, it was yellow, mustard yellow font on a white tank top. I said, I'm gonna blind everybody <laughs> with this box. So, so right before I had to ship everything, I went and I bought a heat press machine and the foil and I sat there in my apartment foiling with the oh heat no. press hundreds of tank tops before I had to ship because this was for my winter, this was for my, my first winter box and I was actually, um, because he was late, I had a flight book to go home and visit my mom for Christmas. I, had, I was up for 48 hours straight heat pressing these tank tops to get them out before my flight. So my <laughs> flight was at 4 p.m. We, we dropped off all the boxes at the post office that morning because we had to finish packing them all. <laughs> like there's been a lot of fun situations. Um, like I started off also, um, each box had like filler in the in the boxes. I had themed boxes with like themed filler. Then my cat choked on the filler, <laughs> so I couldn't use filler anymore. <laughs> it's just been it's been it's been a wild ride. For those who would like to find yeah. out more information, um, so I, you can email me at info at polepunzelbox.com or my website is polepunzelbox.com. And remember that this isn't just if you want more information about her box or becoming a subscriber, but also as a potential vendor. Yes, so I am always looking for vendors. I am always looking, um, and not just pole products. There's bath products. There's um, uh, stationary products. Uh, uh, like any, any, I'm I'm open to any idea that you think would help benefit my subscribers. This is just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Want to thank you, Christina, for joining us here on Strategic Insights Radio, and thank you, Jennifer, for hosting. This has been Strategic Insights Radio on Business Radio X. To find out more about Sterling Rose Consulting Corps. Contact Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. at 470-202-8659 or visit their website, sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com.